My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, everybody. On today's Shack House, we are going to discuss Phil Mickelson's epic win in Mexico City. We're going to talk about Tiger going to the Valspar, and we're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff on the distance issue, House. It should be a thriller, but... Hey, speaking of distance, did you see how speaking far of distance. how far Phil Mickelson hit that sub-zero driver, that nine-degree rogue driver? Oh, and Michelle Wee won over in China with House. What do you think she was playing? Well, I know it was rogue, but the cre- I can't believe this club she has in her bag, Shaq. It's a rogue driver. Well, that's all you need to know. Phil's got the sub-zero. She's got the rogue driver. Anyway, great to well, see him both. But that's not the one. What about the Michelle Wee 11-wood? What's the loft on an 11-wood? Uh, she's got a 25-degree rogue 11-wood. That's she's badass. She's got a 5-wood. She's got uh, the rogue pro. Players she's got play, totally Shaq. rogue. So Players deal with play. It. I love it. Yeah. Hey, House, what do you got coming up on uh, House of Carbs this week? This week, House of Carbs international correspondent Andrew Kay from the New York Times is on to describe to us what the world missed out on in terms of the wonderful Korean food in South Korea at the, mm. this, these, these recently closed Olympics. We're also having the ringer's own Chris Vernon from Memphis, Tennessee, to come on and walk me through the proper way to think about fried chicken at Gus's world-famous fried chicken. They just opened up a ranch here Beautiful. in Washington, D.C., so I'm, I'm dying to get over there. But I'm and not you- going to do it until Verno gives me the instruction. <laughs> we also have a couple great things to check out on TheRinger.com. There is a fantastic article that went up today by John Gonzalez on Sam Hinky. Trust the process. And also, it's March, Shaq, which means the madness is about to descend upon us check out one shining podcast with titus and tate that'll be going full steam for the next three weeks and how you know how happy i am when i hear you have writers on the pod i love rapaport i love all those but hey let's go to the shack house let's go to the shack house (laughs) 
So what'd you think of that Mexico City championship? That was kind of exciting. I, I'm kind of shocked myself. What are you, uh, WG- what are you talking about? Well, WG- kind of exciting. WGC events can can lay some eggs. Let's be honest. That one was tight. There were a lot of people who could win that, which I think is a credit to that tight golf course and those <laughs> those uh, cauliflower poa greens. Now those house, those are poa greens that that Phil Mickelson knew from his youth that I know, the kind where you just watch the ball come to an end, it's rolling, it's rolling, and then it just sort of sits sideways, you know. <laughs> that didn't happen to Riviera Torrey Pines. But how about Phil winning at that golf course? He played well there last year. It's a tight golf course, and yet he kind of overpowered it at times. And by the way, how many putts did he almost make? He should have well, won here- by like seven. That's it. So it's so many things to to talk about. So many things to talk about. First of all, I love uh, the the whole um, event. This is this was a perfect validation of going abroad for an event like this. It is for many reasons. In the very first place, you have crowds that are not sort of you know well versed in sort of the the etiquette that these pros e- expect. And so we had some funny scenes yesterday afternoon. <laughs> First of all, Phil hits the spectators on a punch out. I believe it was on, on 11 because they just couldn't wrangle the spectators to get them far enough out of the way. It just looked like there was a communication gap. Yeah. And then the photographer that almost stepped on JT's ball oh. in the playoff, that was spectacular. Oh. Like you never see that. The dude uh. was like, why are you pushing me? <laughs> I loved it. I yeah, loved I don't it. think the people in the press center probably enjoyed it a whole lot. I'm sure there was some scrambling going, oh, no, who was that? <laughs> How did we give him a sticker? Oh, yeah, hey, that was that was that could have gotten ugly. But JT, but 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 house to your point, Justin Thomas, the players took it in stride because they sense a positive energy. The people are ooing and awing and they're excited for them and they want to see beautiful shot making and and they don't want to. Tell them that their girlfriend's ugly and yell Baba Booey and and uh, scream mashed potatoes. And the players, I I really sense that it it just takes the whole thing up a notch. Uh, the way they I perform couldn't agree and the, more. And the I way could they not agree more. The, the energy was palpable. You could feel it, and it added to the dramatics of that back nine from Phil. I also I, I you, we cannot talk about this event without the beautiful announcer who's who I don't remember the gentleman's name. I should have looked it up ahead of time. Oh, that, the hole that, in one that, call? The holes in one. The hole in one call. I swear to God, I want to pay whoever it is, whatever that broadcasting entity is. I want that as part of this podcast. It is it is literally lyrically beautiful. I I love it. It's so it's music to my ears every time I hear it. Oh, I mean, it's not a surprise that I would love that, but oh my God, the stupendo swing, the yardage that he does in Spanish. I mean, he really brings the Spanish language, the beauty of it um, and how uh, appropriate it is for, for, for sort of sports. They go hand in hand, the energy that he delivered. Oh. I mean, I could just listen to it again and again and again. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, it really was spectacular, and it was great they showed it so much. I uh, I put it on my site, uh, the Instagram post that the tour put up. If you haven't been to uh, jeffshackelford.com, it's up there on a, a range of Instagram posts from the weekend. It was spectacular. 
and uh, another highlight. And you're right. It's just another reason why going international uh, has been sensational for this event. Uh, I hate losing. I hate where they place it on the schedule. I think it's just lousy for everybody. I think that'll be remedied next year, but uh, we'll see. And, well, fingers, uh, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, I, it's funny. Uh, I'm interested in your take on this, um, and I have a couple other comments, but I think I'll save it for when we're going all the way through Phil because Phil's own <laughs> performance this week, and I do mean capital P performance that had nothing to do with the golf, was just other. It was it was Uber Phil. It was the it, he had to win this event after all the things that he did. But I, I'm going to set that aside because I do want to do like 30 seconds on this golf course. So this golf course on television kind of sucks. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I, 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 I it does. it's because it's because of the trees and the inability to really get sight lines. Yeah. Um, and we're accustomed to seeing a lot more open air. But having said that, I kind of fell in love with the golf course on Sunday because of what it was requiring out of the guys on the one hand, but also because the guys could score. So I loved the last three holes. I really loved the last four holes because 15 is a par five also, um, you know, created this cool yeah. opportunity. But 17 looked hard as hell and guys kept flying with into the, the middle. Wedge. Yeah, and, and, and it was jumping off the back of the green, and yeah. any kind of tug left would go down into the water, and it created this this uh, real unique advantage for Phil. And 18 was holdable because JT effing hold it. But he's not the only one who did that. Guys were getting close, and I remembered it from last year, and now it's made this kind of indelible mark on my thinking around this golf course, and I still think it sucks, but I kind of have a, it, it kind of, I've warmed to it a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, it just looks it looks tired. That's probably why you find that it sucks. And you're right, it's claustrophobic with the trees. But I think to your point, what it's it, and I don't want to get too wonky on the uh, the routing architecture stuff here. But it breaks a bunch of rules that we've gotten used to. That the 18th has to be a long hard par four. The first hole has to be something that gets people away. Well, what's the first hole there? It's drivable, and it makes that first shot of the day kind of important. It kind of sets a whole tone, as we saw with a few people. And then the last hole, uh, you know, we've seen many times now, short par fours at Inverness and and Olympic Club are actually kind of fun finishing holes, especially that one when that front pin is sort of a, um, you know, you hit a great shot and it it rewards you. If you don't, you're you're in trouble. And the players know that. And that's a great dynamic. So I would, I mean, that place, uh, it was designed by an old uh, Scottish golf pro and and it shows it has great bones. You just wish it it could um, just freshen it up a little bit and and then keep that cool kind of wacky ebb and flow that um, it just shows you like uh, any uh, artistic thing that it, if you try to follow rules and parameters, they're usually not as good as when it's something that's a little bit uh, offbeat. Yeah, I think it really did have kind of a charm, and I I very much liked the um, irregularity of the putting surfaces. It was like, welcome to my world, homies. That that whole experience, yeah. this is part of why I, I kind of probably warmed on it. It is not that unlike, that dissimilar from courses that I would play here in the Northeast uh, you know, section of, of these fine United States. But speaking <laughs> of great bones, yeah. let's talk about Phil. He wanted a win. He got a win. Now he now he can go to the Masters confident. It's fantastic for uh, for everything, everybody really. The Masters for golf, um, and it's it's an old guy 
coming down the stretch and and getting to a playoff with a young guy. It's the thing that we kind of hope to see, and it's fantastic. We've been, we've been craving it. This has been so far. Is it fair to say the old guys are back? I mean, Bubba, Phil, unbelievable. Uh, you know, DJ is no longer part of that that youth set. It's been a really nice like back and forth between the 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 youth and the old school. And Tiger with the you know his performance at the Honda. And I'm knocking on the wood. You know, if we get anything out of Tiger this week, if he makes the cut, forget about it, right? I mean, we're, we're it's two feet down hard on the gas pedal. But can we quickly talk about Phil's capital P performance that had nothing to do with his outstanding uh, performance on the golf course? I mean, this is also, I believe. Uh, to me, this is my, my you know. What, a are, what are you referring to? The Spanish speaking yes. or the uh, the, the yes. uh, thinking that a fellow player was a yes. media member coming yes. to bother him on the green? You mean yes. just all the usual filth things? Asking yes, Tyrrell Hatton how to pronounce his name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> giving giving Sharma a rules ruling? Yes. Oh, like, yeah. the, like Phil's in charge. Let there yeah. be no doubt. Phil Mother Effing Mickelson is in charge, y'all. He's on top of his world. And this is why, I mean, it's too late now to 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 put any allocate any capital to him on the Masters. The yeah, prices, I'm late. sure, are terrible. But he's in the mix. What are you gonna say? He's right there. Yeah, I did my list. We did it. I'm not using it today on morning drive of my top five going into the Masters. And I I went Justin, Sergio. Uh, I moved Phil up to third. Uh, I had Bubba fourth, and I had Dustin Johnson fifth. Or no uh, Spieth. No. Well, could, did Ooh. you see that putt? Um, you know, I I haven't been alarmed by his putting, and I don't want to I don't want to get off Phil too much here. But the putting thing has not alarmed me. And then he had a two foot three inch putt on the first hole on Sunday, and House his. his um, he it's in his head. He he had yeah. a he didn't his forward press had a jerk to it it wasn't his nice clean put the putter down you know couple practice strokes boom forward press boom hit it go in it had like this quick like double stab in the forward press and i went oh no that's it's it's gotten to him so the good news is though he's now going to go to some greens that he he can take the poa element out of his mind but um oh i'm not i'm by no means am i ruling him out at augusta the way he plays there but i just you know justin thomas has been nothing short of spectacular again, and his performances at Augusta so far have been uh, not contending great, but he has not done anything that makes you say, well, he can't play that place. He's right. he's shown he's getting to know the place. And then, yeah, I think Sergio just deserves uh, the attention going into uh, there as a defending champion. Plus, he's just playing very good golf, so there's no reason to discount him. But Phil, um, he said he needed a win. He got a win, and, and, and when he goes there with confidence – He's incredible, and he, you know, he finished second uh, in 2015. So he's uh, not been so great the last couple. But uh, the antics are spectacular. The uh, but by the way, he cleaned up a lot statistically. That golf course, it doesn't take much to miss it. But but his strokes gained on on all categories was uh, sensational. In fact, his worst category was putting. And stro- if you go by strokes gained, um, so he cleaned it's up. A, it's a helpful driving strokes gained. You know, yeah. Let's talk about the driving because. You know, we we talked a little bit about the rogue driver, and you know, obviously, uh, we we have a little bit of an interest in that. But you know, he's hitting the living hell out of the ball, and he's showing a confidence that is, you know, a, yeah. a kind of dramatic departure from what we saw all of last season. Yeah, for sure, and that's you agree? and, and I, you know, no, no, uh, it's a combination of things, obviously, and he certainly has worked through quite a bit to get to that point. Um, so he's definitely going to have to 
stay on it. You know, you can't just act like it's all all there. But now he gets to take a little bit of a uh, a breather and and savor a victory. That's that's scary when he's like that. I I couldn't agree more. When he's when when he's feeling himself and let there be no doubt, Phil is feeling himself. Yeah, that's that performance yesterday. Capital P. <laughs> oh my God, I was so I'm so happy to have it back in my life. You know what experience I had yesterday for the first time since. Now look, we we mm, uh, I don't know. Do we want to know how detailed speak, are you going to get? Like, or what are we? Speak, ta- Yes, it's okay. okay. This is okay. Do I don't know whether or not this show has an E rating, but uh, I'm not I'm not venturing into the E for explicit okay. just yet. Since Spieth's back nine at the at the at the Open Championship, as they like to call it, yes, I, I I literally had the hair standing on end, and his putt on sixteen, I jumped. I was sitting. I jumped up, two arms in the air when that putt on sixteen, and I loved nothing. You know, I want to go give Tyrrell Hatton a kiss on the mouth because he showed Phil not just the line, but also the speed, and Phil just drained it. Yeah. The the, the, the putting was actually, I, I felt bad when I looked at the stats, but I wasn't surprised either. The putting was just spectacular the whole way. I mean, the putt in the playoff, <laughs> how does that, it finished behind the hole. I, how does this, how did uh, it not go it's in? Just, it's just incredible. And uh, by the way, uh, JT hit his putt there and started walking again. And by the way, that putt wasn't, that was not worthy. He did that at Riviera a couple times, and, and he had one that was embarrassing and went in. That putt was not that far off. I mean, he knew he hit it hard, but it 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 went right over the the left edge of the hole. So yeah, it, I, it, it turned that, the way he expected it to turn. He just hit it too hard, which is why he was. It's a, I mean, but sixty two, sixty four. Um, that's kind of freakishly good. And Woo! so he's not going to leave there going, oh gosh, you know, what a rough week. He lost in <laughs> the first hole of sudden death, and and gosh, he. Uh, Cannot be. I mean, that it's so rare. It's one of the stranger plights of the professional that they shoot sixty-two, and then the next day it's always it's always ten shots higher. And uh, to come back with that was just. And then the hole out was uh, phenomenal. So great week. Now, now, House, what did you think of seeing guys hit gap wedge on a hundred and sixty-yard par three? Well, how did that make you feel? What? Give us your deepest thoughts on that. All, all, all things considered, uh, it's irrelevant because. You know they're 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 playing at like it doesn't matter to me what club. It's already the case that those guys play a game with which I am not familiar with clubs that I have no you know uh, right. understanding of. I, I I you know notwithstanding my performance, my outstanding performance in January in the uh, the Callaway Simulator with my Rogue X irons hitting the seven iron one hundred and. 97 yard. Oh, I mean, geez. okay, I'll stop. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's just funny, but uh, it you know, it's it's the, the the interesting thing always to me with the guys, it doesn't matter what stick is in their hands, it's like what is their process? Like, what I'm, I'm more interested in how they come to the choice, okay, and what particular target they have in mind. Like, that's the stuff that's interesting to me as opposed to like the actual sticks. Interesting. Okay. Well, you you've you've given me two different uh, points to to work with there uh, because we had the distance report today. I know you've read it two or three times from the USGA and RNA, and uh, it, it, it the timing is interesting coming after that event at altitude where you see those freakish kinds of things like a gap wedge from one hundred and sixty and 
oh, I don't know, you know, 400-yard drives and things like that. Um, so the report's out. Now, you know, I've been on this topic for a long time. So there's two schools to what you just said, House. There's the school that uh, – now, I've played the game long enough to remember that I uh, could relate to the professional and and people loved that connection. Um, and now we clearly are no longer – at that that point, when you see some of the distances they hit the ball, and and um, whether that connection is important to return or not is going to be one of the topics of this discussion. Um, and then, obviously, the other one is that you can only design holes. I mean, I was watching a Twitter debate today where a golf pro was complaining that a hole's no longer challenging to him and and an old golf pro was trying to explain to him you know well you used to try to have to be on a certain side of a fairway to get the best angle and you were hitting a six iron into the green and the and the young guy was not understanding that it's that it's very hard to design uh to give him the challenge that he was asking for with these distances and that's kind of at the heart of the usga and rna's position on this so there's a lot of anger and confusion and and all that between uh, the viewpoint that is this just for the pros? Is this going to affect the amateur golfer? It's it's basically an entire mess that was then uh, made a lot worse when the PGA of America and PGA Tour basically came out and poo-pooed this report and said that uh, we think everything's hunky-dory. And um, so we now have a war, House, between the, the five families. We're at war again. You know what? Clemenza said it has to happen every 10 years or so, <laughs> and, and there's going to be blood. Well, it's going to be bloody. Well, uh, set this up for me. Who, who's who's taking what position? The USGA and RNA issued a report just saying, look, there was a spike in distance last year, and they made a statement that they've completely ignored in 2002. They haven't completely ignored it. but they, Well, they claim there was a line in the sand, Correct, right? and they've just now, and we've blown right past that, and and uh, you can make the argument for better or worse. I happen to make uh, the argument from the architecture point of view that it's it's been uh, worse because it's been expensive for courses to adjust, um, but they uh, just issued this saying we need to now do more study based on last year's numbers, which were up on all but one tour, and and the web.com tour was a huge spike. And um, within minutes you know, of this, or a few hours, the PGA Tour and the PGA of America both came out and, and in different ways um, said, we, don't, we just don't see the issue here. And they kind of tainted the discussion by, by uh, sort of leading people and their members are trying to lead them a certain way. So it will be difficult for the governing bodies uh, to uh, have, a, have a good discussion on this. So that's all I wanted. Because I, 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 what's going to happen, House, is it's going to get ugly, and then we'll end up with a, a tweak or a solution that, that everybody hates as opposed to a more meaningful discussion kind of leading to something that makes sense for the average golfer, the pro golfer, the golf course, the manufacturers, uh, all the parties involved, and uh, that's not going to happen now. Well, it's he, just going to be he, a free-for-all. <laughs> here, here's what feels like to me is the biggest challenge, which is defining the problem. And right. the, the, the thing that I have difficulty getting my own head around is, so they just played, the, the pros just played a track at altitude, that probably played for them yardage-wise, I mean, what, 6,200 yards? Yeah, a little more than that. Probably 67, Okay, eight. Okay, okay, but, but like a full thousand yards less than what they're accustomed to playing here in the U.S. kind of week in and week out. And in the first place, 
it wasn't like scoring went crazy. Like it was not a 30 under winner and it wasn't a total birdie fest. And then the second place, the str- the strategy and and the shots required of guys were were still a crucial element of of the of the success and some guys blew up. I mean, uh, you know, there were guys on the plus side uh, all over the, the the place. Now you can, I don't know what to attribute it to, and I don't need to single guys out, but some notable names were we shot plus numbers this sure. week. Um, and so I just wonder, like, you know, we have been in this discussion talking about primarily the ball and whether or not restrictions to the ball are appropriate um, because there is a concern about classic courses being outsized, outmoded, outdated. But is that really the case? If we went to Mar- Marion with an event next season and these guys played Marion when it's firm and fast, what scores do you think are, are, are going to be attained and and you know what are we trying to solve for here well, in terms I think, of this distance thing? Yeah, the scoring is a tough one for me to settle on because, for instance, Marion's a great example. If you talk to players, their number one U.S. Open that they despise the most was in Marion, and that breaks my heart because Marion's an, an amazing place. It was a beautiful week uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, seeing that place back in the kind of in the Rota and and looking so amazing, but they had to resort to some setup things that the players here we are five years later are still citing as as ridiculous that they felt ultimately um impacted scoring but more importantly they they felt like it took away the element of skill and so ultimately for the pros the 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 discussion that's going to have to happen is um why is golf different than every other major professional sport that regulates equipment to ensure that uh, skill is a big part of the game. Tennis, baseball. Um, well, that's yeah, those not sports that have, hard of a thing to answer. Like, they, they play different parks. They are, it's, baseball is a good uh, analogy. They play in a different ballpark. Right, but golf, golf has something that baseball doesn't have where it can return to the very place where the game started and it goes to places that um, a lot of these people in golf revere because we're getting to go back and, and enjoy the history and see players play the same course. But obviously, they're not playing it quite the same way. And with a few little tweaks, what wouldn't it be more interesting to see them play those courses with modern equipment, but uh, closer uh, to maybe hitting approach shots from the the place <laughs> that uh, people have generally hit approach shots from before. And some people don't believe that. Some people believe it's just progress and let them hit it as far as they can, and and it's uh, it's it's the way of life and all that. Um, and other people don't believe that. And uh, generally, the places that host these events don't really like spending money to change their course for one week out of. Uh, 20, 15, 10 years, whatever their places in the rotas. So it's a very complicated yeah. matter. And it's a it'll be a to be continued. We'll have lots and yeah, lots well, of opportunity yeah, to talk yeah. about this because there's, there's going to be news on it each and every uh you know I think although I don't know the, the, it'll be interesting to see. It 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 um it, the way it kind of went down today, it could it could really um 
it could kind of die uh, quickly, or it could it has it could escalate really. And it's all going to they basically have left the tie and vote up to uh, Fred Ridley and the Masters people, and that's going to uh, put mm. a little more pressure on him. So that'll add a little intrigue to the that's uh, interesting that's early interesting. week uh, Masters you're, discussion. You're right about that. So House, you know, here I am uh, telling you about the technology side of things. Now, one of the things that I've wanted to see technology wise forever and televised tournament golf is something interactive and there have been people behind the scenes who've tried to do cool things so i know you read my post on the callaway million dollar fan beat challenge that was presented by golf channel look i'm just getting all the all the partner plugs in here but come on it was this is finally what i've been hoping to see when people are sitting there watching the golf and they have their phone and their tablet uh they can actually play a interactive game a second screen experience essentially um, and it did what I hoped, which was obviously there were trivia questions that were just general, but then they weaved in stuff related to the actual golf you've been watching. And this is something that I know people who've tried to get the tour to do this. I have all the admiration in the world for Callaway and Golf Channel and FanBeat actually just getting this by the tour. Um, it's probably, you know, helps that Jay Monahan's more open to these kinds of things. But anyway, um, I will ask you in a minute if you if you checked it out. But if you haven't, just before I forget, it's golfchannel.com slash fanbeat to learn more about it. Um, the next three tour events, it's running. If you didn't get to play with it, House, you can you can play with it um, and and have some fun and and kind of be interactive while you're sitting there on the couch on uh, Saturday watching some golf. And uh, every chance, uh, every round offers a chance at the million bucks. And um you know, someone got close last week. They had 22 of 25 questions. So did you get to tinker with it at all? I did. And and that's the right word uh, at this stage. I, I tinkered. Yeah, because well, that's new. I, it's, it's going to take you know, a little time. Yeah, and I'm I'm a I'm I have multimedia ADD. I mean, well, that's I, kind of the other reason I I didn't want to go there, but that was the other reason I said tinker. <laughs> you know that about me. <laughs> I probably have I have the TV screen, I have a computer screen, I have a phone screen, uh, and you know I I may or may not have earbuds in listening to something else altogether. Um, but that's that's kind of like how that's my my decompression, uh, yeah. and, and probably something I should take up with a psychologist. Well, um, yeah. but uh, I very much enjoyed. Um, you know, they were smart questions for smart people who are into the game, but there was also enough. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, sort of open endedness. Exactly. Yeah, it's like who wants to be a millionaire? You know, you gotta right. you gotta you know, work into it a little bit. That's it. That's uh, it. But no, I'm I'm excited. I hope it uh, I hope it's fun for people because let's face it, people uh, over the course of a long broadcast need some stuff that's uh, interactive and fun. I think going forward, and Fanbeat's uh, got a nice track record on this, so they will have their opportunity watching the Valspar championship this week which got a lot more interesting uh, it already has had attracted a good field before tiger decided to enter uh last week and he also of course is entering at, at bay hill where we knew he would play um and I, ultimately he had to just get in another tournament before the masters and this made the most sense and i think it's fascinating he's going to return house to a place he, he hasn't been uh, since the old J.C. Penny Classic, which you probably may or may not remember. <laughs> no, no, I do not remember the J.C. No, Penny Classic. The pleated pants were, flow, uh, were flowing. Kelly Keeney, who was his partner, she wore these. I don't know if you saw any of those photos. They were spectacular. Uh, oh, my what God. An, those are the best. What an incredible era. That poor young lady. Why did the, why did she let them dress her I, up that way? I think she was having a little fun with it, trying to, uh, especially wearing the Sunday Tiger Red. But that was so terrific. that was nineteen ninety. 
96. Really great. And uh, so he hasn't been back, and this is a big deal for him. He doesn't. He's he's a horse for course man. He does not like to go places that uh, he doesn't know where to stay, where to eat, uh, and what to hit on the twelfth hole. Well, let's do a very quick aside because um, you did make this point, and it's worth um, sharing with the Shuckers listeners, which is how cool an event is a mixed field event, and that kind of innovation we're we're due for it, right? That's twenty years ago, twenty two years ago. Yeah, was the you know the last like really on a big professional stage with a mixed field kind of thing. What's so? What's wrong with that? Let's have a little bit of that feel back. The the women these days are hitting the ball miles down the golf course through the combination of, of equipment and, and ball and their own physical uh, acumen. Um, you know, I, 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 for one, am into it. Every, everything tells me this one's on the sponsors, that the tour, uh, Jay Monahan, who who with uh, Andy Pastor kind of orchestrated this uh, switch of the Zurich Classic, has yeah. been trying to do it with the men and women and they tried to do something, maybe not a team event, but something at uh, Kapalua. And it's just a matter of finding that sponsor. It's kind of shocking to me after the Zurich that a sponsor hasn't said, wait a second, how fun would this be to get the the men and the women together? Um, and they, I mean, Innisbrook hosted that event for 24 years and it was a fun end of season thing. And like you said, the way the women are, uh, hitting the ball now, it would it would be fun. The European Tour did add women and uh, a mixed captains team to their golf sixes event uh, coming this summer. So they're trying to. So it's going to happen. And it, but we need a we need a sponsor to get uh, get their head on straight and realize they're going to get some attention. But no doubt, um, well, if, if it's a time and place thing, it's it's yeah, right yeah, time, yeah. right place. So it's going to happen. I'm happy about it. But let's talk about Tiger in Tampa at the Snake Pit. Do you think he's going to have any trouble finding someplace to eat or someplace to uh, relax in Ebor City? I think he'll be okay. I think he'll get I some good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah think, I'm not too worried. I, and uh, I, It's, it's you, a good challenge for him, though, to kind of get out of his, his comfort zone now. And he, he looks so comfortable playing that I think it's the next logical step. And, and um, I think he will enjoy the challenge of trying to kind of relearn a golf course. It's got all new grasses and all that stuff since he was last year. It's a totally different place. Um, it's, uh, it, was a, it was a monster of a course back in, in the uh, late 90s. Now at 7340, it's considered kind of a, <laughs> a, uh, a shot maker's course or something like that that's, that's code for you don't hit as many drivers as, as you might uh, prefer. So, But it does have good pedigree. It produces good, solid it champions, right? It does, and the players love it. And yeah. uh, they, they really do feel like it's a uh, – in fact, a few have really felt like it's their best uh, Florida – swing golf course if there's much of a florida swing uh, left yeah so you have justin rose and sergio's there uh jim furyk's teeing it up and um of course george was a last minute ad and um but i i think he was probably playing there all along and of course adam hadwin who spoke to us last year after uh winning the valspar right uh is returning to defend his title and and probably uh, an outstanding selection once again if you're uh, looking for not doing too much homework on your your uh, prognostication this week. Well, it's still early in the week. This show will go up today. We're recording Monday. It'll go up tonight yeah. or, or tomorrow. I'll I will do uh, 
my uh, weekly thing now. I like this sort of getting to Wednesday and then trying to come up with you know some some names. I got I did a pretty good job this week, Shaq. I don't like to pat my own back too well, much. Well, please do because because I have hard. no padding to do here. So you pat away. <laughs> well, I felt bad because the only one that you took any issue with was Bubba, and then Bubba went out was on the leaderboard. Uh, it was in, in the lead early on nah, Thursday. Then he came back, but he yeah, played he, better than I I expected there. I really didn't think he'd like that place at all well he, he had a top 40 there last year he had a t38 which is like oh you know congratulations except for his season last year was otherwise extra crumble extra crumble extra crumble was that extra crumble um <laughs> like shit is this is i believe oh, okay, the, thank yes you. uh um because you know and god bless dan hicks he talked about this he was very direct about it Bubba couldn't shape the ball that he's accustomed to. Mm, he played a yeah. ball that he couldn't shape, but he he did um, you know reasonably well at this track last year, and that's why I thought he was an interesting uh, you know name to put on the on the sheet for for this week. And he finished a ten under, which was you know I I think that's a he, he was definitely inside the top fifteen. I don't think he was a top ten, um, but. Uh, uh, th- this week at, at Valspar, I'm just looking for ball strikers. That's why mm-hmm. Sergio is like interesting. That's why Schwartzel, who's had good experience at, at this place, is interesting. Somebody like Kevin Streelman's not a crazy name to me. I think he's had some experience, some good good uh, experience here. And I think it's kind of a sneaky moment uh, for Jordan Spieth. Mm. I'm I'm glad he's in this field. I think this is a a, a you know he's in a, an interesting position because of his putting woes. But you mentioned it. He's he's no longer where the the poa is behind us. Yeah. Um. And so maybe this this stabbing. Um. You know, it's like he's got a beautiful piece of steak in front of him. Uh, is the way he's treating the golf ball. Um, we can help him with that. We can give him much more smoother, longer cuts at the th- at the thing. Um, but well, I, the I, name you left out, though, um, who will probably be my pick in my uh, fantasy league, is uh, Patrick Cantlay, who oh. uh, just missed going to a playoff last year with Hadwin, and that was only his second start back from the layoff. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have Jordan, and I'm gonna take uh, Patrick Cantlay this week because he oh. he's just playing so beautifully, and he obviously likes the place, and uh, will be coming in. Well rested, and and I am trying to find a price on him, and I don't have it yet. But well, I'm not. It. Yeah, I'm not prepared to give out any names yet. I'm just. No, these I are know. just names you of interest for the show. I'll, I'll I'll do it on 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 Wednesday. But let's talk a little bit more. What do you think um, Tiger's capable of this week? Because you know we we the, I think Riviera just in terms of a venue that he hadn't played in a super long time that he hadn't had great success on, and then you know. Um, you know, it, it posed a big challenge to him, and you know, it's not like his kind of course, his kind of setup. And he hit the eject button. Do you? What do you? What do you anticipate for this week? I think he's going to keep it going and 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 play beautifully. In fact, I think this golf course will uh, maybe actually allow him to be a little bit more aggressive and continue kind of this run that he's on of uh, just gradual improvement. I mean, the the, the two standout numbers. That were just positively shocking at the Honda, where, uh, where the driving distance uh, was spectacular, and uh, then the proximity of the hole, which I know a lot of people uh, struggle with. But you know, there's only so much you can look at statistically besides green and regulation to tell you that somebody's improving with their iron shots. And he improved by about uh, what was it, about 10, 15 feet. 
uh, on average from Riviera. And so it showed that he figured something out and made some adjustments. And that to me is just, you know, it's it's got to be baby steps at this point. And, and he's making pretty big steps week to week. I, I, I'm right there with you, and I'm very, very heartened to hear you being bullish on Tiger. Not bearish, but bullish, because uh, I'm I'm there. I mean, I don't need any more persuading. What he did at the Honda all the way through, the stick is the way that I'll, I'll describe it, because he didn't, again, have a, an A-plus game. He was he, he hit the, the, the ball very solid, but, you know, a lot of pressure on the scrambling, and his putting, I would call it like we're in like an 80 to 85% Tiger zone yeah. right now putting-wise, right? We're not – we haven't jumped over into the 90% yet. That's where I'm I'm, I'm going to get excited. And that's what we saw out of Phil. Phil's yeah. putting is so effing good right now. If Tiger just nudges a little bit closer to 90% of the Tiger putting zone, things are going to happen. I mean, it's going to be very exciting. I'm going to earn the E for explicit check. I'm telling yeah. you right now. <laughs> It is freakish. They're at ages where your short game is supposed to be the thing that kind of lets you down. And both of them, and Phil, I mean, Phil's short game has never wavered in any way. I mean, there have been a few moments of putting issues and um, and moments of uh, less than perfect putting. But the short game has been, in general, just spectacular. And it's just been a matter of putting it all together with the ball striking, and and now he did it, and and I don't know, Tiger. To me, it's even more amazing if you subscribe to the view that he had the the, the chip yips for a while. I never quite did, to be honest, um, fully. Uh, and then when you think about how little golf he's been playing, I mean, he has to be getting so much confidence looking at where he was a year ago um, and how knowing how much he could practice and seeing guys who are just grinding like Rory or Henrik Stenson or whoever you want to take your pick and and he's beating them uh, on not a whole lot of, of reps in his uh, lingo. And that's got to just, he's just got to sit back and kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still at my core a superior uh, being as a golfer than just about everybody out there. Imagine what will happen in a little bit of time when I kind of get used to this new fused back. And um, yeah, well, that's got to just little... got to give him, you know, when on the plane ride home and he and he pours a little cocktail on the on the jet, he must put his feet up and go, oh, man, I could still beat these guys. Well, here's the thing to me, and I hope I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in a corny direction here. I'm confessing it right Uh-oh. up front. Corny. But after, well, corny in the sense that, like, I'm hoping, and it appears to be the case. We're just avid observers, huge fans, you know, um, lovers of his game. He, he he had a near death experience last summer. He damn near drove himself into a tree. Well, let's and that not was, put this in the league of Hogan getting hit by a bus here. No, Come no, on no, no, no. All I'm saying is you made an interesting <laughs> point there about where he physically was a year ago. I'm talking about the combination of physical and emotional. He was clearly experiencing a drug problem last summer, some kind of no, I mean, he had a narcotic-induced yeah. yeah, yeah. car crash, right? Yeah. Like, right. So there was some issue going on there, and he seems to have gotten in touch with whatever the drivers of that were uh, and has, you know, 
conquered it, managed it, figured out a way to, you know, um, not be under the thrall of, of whatever those things were, were delivering to him. And he, he's like physically and temperamentally, right? This is the thing that everybody keeps marveling at in the stories that I'm reading this season is his temperament, where his head seems to be at, how lucid he is, how connected he seems to be to the moment and to the fans and to the sort of people around him. And everybody's loving this new gentle, gentle tiger. But I think a lot of that has to do with not just what you mentioned, which is the physical place he was at a year ago which was unable to perform yeah but also like you know beating back some demons it feels like to me and that's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm confessing it's a little bit corny maybe some pop psychologizing i'll mm. own it but look you know you let if if one of us went through that experience that's that's life altering he has two young kids and he damn near crashed his car off the side of the road yeah, no, he's uh, he and he's acting like somebody who uh, is grateful for the second chance. I think the first time he came back from the actual car accident, he had an edge to him that suggested uh, real, at least with us in the press, real hostility, um, as if we were the ones delivering the monologues every night in front of millions of people making jokes about him. And and this time, there's none of that. There's sort of a yeah, I've uh, gotten a free pass here. Um, and this is kind of fun being Tiger Woods again. And then, you know, just getting out there and getting that the energy of the fans. I mean, there are a couple of yahoos, but he still is getting – I mean, just the way he reacts to the kids is so fun. These are kids who have never seen him in his prime. You can tell by the age in their voice. And that has to just resonate with him, with his kids, but also just like, oh, my gosh, I'm – I'm, this is incredible. These kids don't even really have a reason to, to, to worship me, and they do. And that's got to he, – he's taking that responsibility, and um, I think it's impressive. Now, House, more importantly, to back to our pocketbooks, I have to withdraw my Patrick Cantlay nomination Uh-oh. because the guy who finished second last year in the Valspar Championship – is it playing? What? Uh-oh. Oh my lord! Where I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have it's to early. look into this. We're still this. figuring out the field. We'll get I these picks out. I think his dad is on uh, my is a Facebook follower. I'm gonna dad, dad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Patrick <laughs> finished second. He's <laughs> he's playing unbelievable. What's is is everything okay? But I'll give you one here. Fifty five to one, Cameron Smith. This kid is awesome. I was talking about him with Ben Crenshaw, who has been watching a lot of the golf, and he he started asking me about him. And I said, yeah, he's really an impressive young player. And you fit. Yeah. So 55 to one, he's been playing very nice golf. One of these weeks, he's going to pop and uh, get that. Nice name drop with Ben Crenshaw. Yeah. I um, thought that was a nice one. I I also like, like Cameron Smith uh, quite a bit. I, I, you put him on my radar uh, and he won at Zurich last year. Correct. Okay, so you know he he ought to be kind of rounding in in yeah. the form yeah. um, at this point in the season. Uh, speaking of rounding, rounding in in the form, the form? yes, yeah. Were Let's hear about. Yeah, I am. I Go mean, ahead. the Chrome Soft is round. It has it beautiful is. form. It's made it's of graphene and all sorts well, it of other. It has graphene in it. It's not made of no, graphene. No, I was getting to the other, the dual softest core oh. and the oh, large yeah. inner, larger inner core. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's complicated, but. It's rounding into shape because the Chrome Soft X just won both on the LPGA Tour last week with Michelle Wee and the PGA Tour with 
Phil Mickelson last week. Yeah, That's so kind not of that complicated. Yeah. It's a winning golf ball. That's what it is, Shaq Daddy. <laughs> Speaking of winning uh, golf balls, yeah, I am poised. A week from today, I will be getting on a jet plane and heading down to Sea Island. Have you ever been down to Sea Island in Georgia? I, I it's been a, a long time, um, and I'm very uh, uh, happy for you to finally yes. get out and test these rogue clubs. That's and it. Get out and play some golf. I don't. Yeah. feel like this is something that I should be that exuberant about because, you know, I had kind of wanted to get an, an invite, but clearly. I know. Well, you, you, know. you had it, and then we couldn't figure it out. I mean, you're a, you're a busy man with a, a busy life. Then we're going to knock off the rust, 2018 knock off the rust. We did the same thing last year. Uh, all I want to do is advise our faithful listeners to, to, to be on the lookout. We're going to put up um, a competition. We have some incredible stuff to give away. Shaq, this is the first giveaway of the Shaq season. Obviously, we are loaded with rogue stuff and very excited to give away some rogue. And we're also going to have some cool OGO, um, both travel and carry uh, golf bag items available for your uh, golf enjoyment, your golf travel schedule, whatever you may be thinking about knocking off the rust. Uh, Callaway and Ogio, some great stuff we're going to have. So how does this? For, for how do we follow this? How do we win? Our, well, we're, this is we're, we're uh, we'll announce it. You and I are having a show. This is the other thing I wanted to mention. Right. So we are having shows all the way now through the Masters. There are there are no breaks. Any all the Shack House listeners will be on every week because we're officially building to the Masters. There's less yeah. than a month. We're in we're inside the window, Shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, one or two might be a pop up, but just remember this when when we disappear uh, for a few weeks in August. Yeah, that's right. So we'll we <laughs> will have for next week's show uh, an announcement of how folks okay. can enter and where to enter and what we're going to be playing for and all that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to sow the seed, start thinking some rogue thoughts out there, my 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 golfy homies. And just I know you have security uh, detail issues, but could you just give us a little sense? Is this is there an instruction component to this trip, or is this there, just golf? This is this is we'll golf. This is instruction. This is knocking off the rust. And there's also I've been told. I, I, want, I wonder if anybody can validate this. There's supposed to be a barbecue joint. Oh, uh, that is uh, they they've rehabilitated an old oh. gas station, oh, well, and they're good. doing some beautiful smoking. And I've seen some mm. of this meat. I believe it's called Southern Soul Barbecue. That is on the I itinerary if anybody's got another suggestion i mean i want to eat a little bit at the resort sea island's got a pretty good uh reputation for some good food but if anybody's yeah. got some some saint simon's island uh recommendations mm. of must tries you know I'm, I'm hoping the fried green tomatoes are in season i'm going to mm. try and get a fried green tomato while i'm down there beautiful yeah uh well great well we look forward to hearing about uh, all things uh, sea island and your golf and uh, giving out some stuff and and hopefully talking about a uh, a thrilling Valspar championship on uh, next week's show. Well, this is just a teaser. We're I'm not going until next week, so I just wanted to set up the fact. That oh, this thing you don't is leave coming. until after our next right. show. Oh, well, yeah, geez, right, right. Well, great. I just wanted to sow some seeds. Okay. I get no, everybody excited, right? Sow and I need seeds. my food recommendations. Ah, that's smart. Well, put it out on the Twitter. You know, you'll get the love. Yeah, thank you. All, All right. We'll, well, we we'll will. Uh, we look forward to talking to everybody next week here on the Shack. Part of the Ringer Podcast Network.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 